0: today's fear
1: fear not, not friday
0: black friday you're
1: not black
0: friday oh this is black friday a lot of shopping <laughs> going on today huh yes everybody
1: tried to buy online already out of stock somebody
0: beat me to it well let's get going so i guess everybody knows it's the 24th it's <laughs> friday let's it go is. boom
1: coffee and your Bible, listen to what the Spirit says, it's time for a daybreak,
0: daybreak. Woohoo, hallelujah. Diane, I believe a uh, Diane. Melissa, Mletner, I think you are the first one on every morning. By the time we go live, I do. all right, well, you guys find is we're going to sing old worship song <laughs> that we love called I Unashamed Love. <clears throat>
1: the worries of my day quiet down my busy mind Go
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yes, Channel, Mr. Joshua.
1: Channel.
0: Leventhal. Hey, brother. We had a good Thanksgiving. All my babies around the table. My grandbabies, except for Sarah and Josh. Sarah and Josh is uh, uh, in Illinois. Went to see, his, to see grandmama. his grandmama for Thanksgiving. But other than that, the whole family was here. And, uh, we had a good time. I ate too much turkey, probably. Did you guys eat too much turkey? I, I, I'm sure I ate too much just in general, right? But uh, it's good to be here this Friday. We'll have our Bible study. I know people are traveling on the road. and uh, Actually, I didn't even know whether to have day break on Thursday and Friday because... Uh, I knew everybody would be busy and doing things in with family, but I think it's good for us to have a Bible study, and uh, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy that you are here. I want to thank you guys for being such a blessing, all of you guys for being a blessing. Uh, we are in Proverbs. We're going to just pick right up in Proverbs, okay? And uh, what was it, Brother Henry? I'm glad that you're here too, brother. It was good to talk to you. Uh, Mar- Mar-Gurala, Margarula, Henry, uh, it's good to talk to you yesterday, and and uh, I'm glad you, when you were in the States that you met my daughter at that worship service, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the future, brother. Okay, uh, verse 6, we're in Proverbs 25. We have gotten to verse 6, and that's where we'll take up this morning in our Daybreak Bible Study. So let's just say a quick prayer. Father, in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, be with us as we read your word, talk about your word. May you infuse us with wisdom from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, it says, and let me jump over here where I'm putting on the screen. Oh, thank you, Josh. Love you too. Hey, it won't be long. We'll be going to Haiti together, right? Uh, let's go here and put this up. Here we go. It says, Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put in, put lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Now this is pretty straightforward, but one of the things I sh- I've been sharing with you is that Jesus, Yeshua, didn't did not come on the scene, and just now he did give us many new teachings, but he didn't just pull his teachings out of thin air. Uh, uh, thin air. Much of what Jesus taught you can find throughout the scriptures. For instance, this is one of them. Now this is talking about humility. This is talking about be humble. You know, whenever you uh, go and you're in the presence of the king, don't exalt yourself. Don't try to exalt yourself. You humble yourself. You should have a heart of humility. Now, what did the Lord Jesus teach about this? Well, let me flip over here to uh, Luke chapter 14. I'm going to start with verse 8. Now, where Jesus elaborates even more, Jesus don't even say, Yeshua, don't even necessarily say when you're in front of a king here in his parable he says if you go to a wedding feast excuse me sorry so he told a parable I'm going to start with verse 7 so I'm in Luke 14 7 Yeshua he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places saying to them in other words they looked out and they, they were looking for the places of honor and that's where they wanted to go and sit down Right? When he saw that, when he, when he saw that, of course, he's reading people's heart. And when he sees this, uh, he says, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, Give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest seat. He's saying, okay, so you're invited and they're invited, okay? But you just went and you sat in the best seat. But uh, he invited somebody else that he wants to sit in that seat. You, maybe you got the uh, maid of honor seat or you got the best man seat, right? And the best man walks in and he's like, hey, I need you to move. This place is for him. He's like, and then you're going to be embarrassed, verse 10 when you are invited go and sit down in the lowest place so that when he who in, he who invited you comes he may say to you friend go up higher then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you verse 11 is the key though verse 11 is the key for whoever exalts himself will be humbled who and he who humbles himself will be exalted humility, he who humbles himself will be exalted. And and this is the, it's supposed to be the, the life of the follower of Yeshua. You take the low seat. You take the low seat. You take the humble seat. Now, our culture is quite a bit different than their culture uh, because many of you, most of you, many of you live here in America. Uh, America's, built upon equality of every man, right? Uh, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their Creator. Uh, And so, there's much more of an equality here. And in the Bible times, you know, there was was like stations of life, right? And what he's saying is, you don't try to exalt yourself in the station you humble yourself and then you let someone else lift you up. Amen. But I just want to show you that these teachings, excuse me, these teachings of Proverbs that Solomon has here in Proverbs, the Lord Yeshua teaches as well.
1: I love first Peter. Go ahead. <clears throat> I think it's first Peter five. Let me see. Yeah. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due times. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares
0: for you. Amen. Amen. How do you get ahead in the kingdom? How do you get ahead in the kingdom? It's kind of different than the business world, right? That's right. That's it's true. different than the political world. You know, you're on the debate stage with all the other candidates debating. If you don't speak up and butt in and take over their spots and be aggressive, people are like you didn't do well. But it's not that way in the kingdom the kingdom metrics are different than worldly metrics and Amen. he says humble yourself Simon Peter is Lisa was just reading where Simon Peter taught that humble yourself in the mighty under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time so you just you just be a servant you be a servant uh, because even in leading servant leaders are the best leaders Amen. always And let God exalt you when the time comes. All right. Verse 8 says, Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? I mean, this is pretty easy, but he's saying, hey, don't be so quick to uh, rush to the courthouse and take your neighbor to court. You might lose amen you might lose you might just lose, <laughs> you might just lose what you're uh, doing and I mean and that has prominence with us over some things recently in our life uh, but let's go ahead and put the next one I couldn't all of these wouldn't go in at the same time but it's all part of the same one. Debate your case with your neighbor and do not disclose the secret to another but lest he who hears it expose your shame, and your reputation be ruined. And he's like, look, you and your neighbor got some things to work out. Don't be so quick to go to court with him, okay? It would be best to, to work it out. And here's another teaching of Jesus. Amen. If you've got problems, go and make it right between you and him alone. And when you work it out, he says, then thou hast gained thy neighbor. That's the teachings of Yeshua. The teachings of Yeshua are all in here. I mean, it's the wisdom of God here. And and so he's like, you know, don't go talk about it to everybody. Matter of fact, even in church discipline, in the book of Matthew, Mm -hmm. when Jesus is talking about church discipline, he says, if one of you is overcome in a fault, go and get it right between you and him alone. Mm -hmm. Then if you can't win him, then you go to the next step only if you can't. Get it worked out. The next step, Jesus says, if you cannot work it out, then bring two or three more with you. That in the words of two or three witnesses, every word will be established that you've been trying to work this out. And that's only after those two steps do you tell it to the church. We're talking about somebody in the church. We're talking about this is uh, the way the Lord says to discipline in the church. But you don't even you don't even take it to the church. And then he says, then Jesus says, if he neglects to hear the church, so then the whole church is like, guys, you've got to work this out. This isn't Christianity. This isn't what it's like to follow Jesus. Then if if he won't hear the church, then let him be unto you as a heathen man and a publican. Maybe you would look up where that scripture is and give it to him. I think it's in. Chapter 18, I'm thinking, Matthew 18, just off the top of my head. But anyway, uh, work it out with him. And because here he says, basically, what this is talking about, you may lose the case and then you have a shame and it hurts your reputation. And Proverbs says, use some wisdom. Think about this. Don't just fly off, you know, go. And I I jotted down here, 1 Corinthians it 6. It is in Matthew 18. And Paul, did you know this? This is gonna blow some of you away if you've never read this. In First Corinthians chapter six, Paul even he's kind of rebuking the church at Corinth. He's like, "Do you set people to judge who are least esteemed in the church?" He says, "I speak to your shame that there's nobody wise that can have judgments among you." And it's the same kind of context because he says, "Listen." it would be better for you. Why don't you take your case to the elders of the church Amen. rather than go to the law of the land?
1: Matter of fact, I think he puts it in some versions uh, don't dare.
0: Yeah, don't dare go to the... Do not
1: dare yeah. take it to... Before,
0: before the Gentiles, before it, before he the says Gentiles there. Before the- and, and what he's yeah. meaning is in the culture, when he's writing to the letter of Corinth, he's like, why do you want to go to the courtroom of people that don't believe in God?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, they worship Zeus. They don't know how God is going to render justice. So why don't you take it to the elders instead? He said, but it's a shame you don't even have wise elders in the church. That would probably be a rebuke for all of us today. Now, you say, well, how is that different today? Well, it is different today because to some extent, our justice system is set up on Judeo-Christian principles. You know, Now, we have to fight... For God's principles to be still the law of the land and people want to change it to where God's values are not the law of the land anymore. I I understand that. Uh, But there's a lot of judges now in our land that do worship Christ. They do worship the Lord. And supposedly our justice system even is set up out of scripture. So it does change a little bit in our land. We should have more godly courts is what I'm saying. Should have. Yes more godly courts. But still there's many things in the church that you should be able to just go and talk to the elders of the church. But then but to do that you would have to be willing to listen to what they think is best. And just like Paul, there could be a lot of elders and leaders in churches today that maybe don't render judgment right according to scripture all the time. So anyway uh, verse eleven. Let's jump into
1: verse
0: eleven. Let's and that dare you not is in first Corinthians six one. Yeah, dare you not. First Corinthians six one. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so next, what did I get to? The court ended in ten. We're in eleven twelve. Let's go to there. Eleven twelve says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. Now, I'm imagining, how do you imagine that, Mom? I'm imagining that, especially, that's still even beautiful today. Like, I I love it. Lisa has this little basket thing. It ain't silver, though, but it's still pretty, and uh, she pours the apples in it, and so we'll have a big thing of apples sitting on the counter. I love that. It's beautiful. It's pleasant. It's very pleasant to look at. What is he talking about? Words fitly spoken. If you when you speak wisely, it's it's beautiful. Right? Uh, verse twelve, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold. We love our earrings, don't we? It is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear.
1: It is a wise
0: rebuker uh, reprover,
1: is a wise reprover to a listening ear.
0: To I mean. a listening ear, that's right. And who should have listening ears? If there's one group of people upon the face of the earth that should have some listening ears to wisdom, it is followers of Yeshua. Amen. (laughs) Matter of fact, I was just thinking, this made me think of the obedient ear in the KJV. It made me think of uh, Pierce Dotson sent me an email and it was a quote from A.W. Tozer. It said, Salvation Without obedience is heresy. <laughs> he's, you know, and basically he was the the article was about A. W. Tozer's article was about how some people think Jesus can be your savior but not your Lord. And he's like, that's not in Scripture. It's not in Scripture. Yeah, I receive him as my Savior, but I'm not going to do anything he says. Uh, you better check that. <laughs> <laughs> you say I'm saved, but you don't want to and desire to listen to the teachings of the Lord and 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 let God's Holy Spirit move upon you. Uh, you may not be saved. <laughs> Word fitly spoken. I did put down here another scripture. It's Matthew 12. I want to turn over to Matthew 12. I know I marked it. Jesus speaks about words here too. Let me see what I wrote down. Verse 36 and 37 is what I wrote down. Okay, he says verse 36, But I say to you, I'm in Matthew 12, 36, But I say to you that for every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. I did not say that. Jesus said that. Yeshua said that. Every idle word men speak. They will give account of it in the day of judgment. Uh, we, we might ought to watch our mouth a little more. Verse 37, for by your words you will be justified. By your words you will be condemned. And one of the teachings of Jesus is this. Uh, out, of the, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. And what he's saying is, is your mouth reveal who you are. It reveals your goals, it reveals your desires, it reveals your wickedness, it reveals your unrepentance, or it reveals reveals your arrogance and pride, or it reveals your humility. What comes out comes forth from the heart, Jesus says. That's his teaching. That's the teaching of the Lord. And one of the, you know, in in other areas, he's like, look, what goes into the mouth, it goes into the belly. It comes out in the draw. It's not a big deal. But what comes out of the mouth, that's what you need to worry about, the Lord Jesus says. You need to take stock of what's coming out your mouth. Because what's coming out your mouth is revealing something about you. Let's just say to the Lord, amen and amen. All right. Jump back over here on the chats all right praise the lord guys is there any questions or anything before we jump off here ah good words i'm just looking over you what you guys said yeah peggy right talk less listen more amen 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 as for me and my house will serve the lord Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your blessings. Thank you most of all. If there's the say, Brother Scott, what is the number one thing you would like from us? Your prayers. Amen. Please pray for me and Lisa and, and our family as we uh, pray for Brother Will Jean. He
1: said his mom is about
0: to pass. Yeah, Brother Will Jean on here. Matter of fact, let's lift up his mother uh, because she is. Uh, at the door she is at the door and so would you join with me let's just lift will jean's mother up father in the name of jesus reach down there to haiti lord and touch will jean's mother touch will jean lord we we ask for your will to be done whatever your will is but god we br- we ask that you would bring comfort comfort to will jean Comfort to the family. Comfort to the people around. Please bless them. Please help them. In Yeshua's holy name. Amen and amen. 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 Well, the Lord Yeshua told his disciples, he says, Here's how I want you to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right. I love you, Saints. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Lord willing, we will see you next Tuesday on daybreak. In the name of Jesus, may you be blessed. Shabbat Shabbat, Shalom. shalom to all of you. Bye, guys.